Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Rippler Politics, and this is the RCP Takeaway for Thursday, May 28th. We've got Carl Cannon, our Washington Bureau Chief and Executive Editor. Good morning, Carl. Tom, it's rainy here in Washington. How, how is it in Chicago? Uh, I don't know yet. I haven't looked. <laughs> I think it's lovely, Carl. Um, Stuck in your Carl, basement like Joe Biden? Exactly. I am. Uh, although our quarantine is set to end here soon, we're going to be moving to a reopening phase uh, in just a couple of days. So we'll see how that goes. But Carl, I, this morning I want to talk about a different story. We've talked a lot about the virus and rightfully so, this pandemic. But we have a couple other stories that are occupying the news uh, in a big way. First, let's start with the protests that are going on in Minneapolis. This death of George Floyd, African-American man, we saw the, the videotape of this white officer had him handcuffed uh, face down on the street with his knee on his neck for something like seven or eight minutes. Um, he ended up dying. There are now protests. Carl, we've covered a, a number of these cases uh, over the past few years, um, but rarely do we see what we've seen here, which was, you know, basically the whole thing on videotape. This guy literally pleading for his life um, and his life ending. And now uh, the officers have been fired, the four responding officers, and the mayor just last night called for the arrest of, of this uh, Minneapolis police officer. What's your take? Well, look, it's not, the, the, the mayor is trying to keep the lid on the city. I don't think um, the mayor should overstep his bounds there, but anybody who saw that was shocked. I don't know anybody who hasn't been. This, this, man, this poor man was tortured to death, essentially. He's pleading for his life. There's a crowd there. They're yelling at the cops. He can't breathe. You're choking him. What are you doing? And this other police officer, who I assume is Vietnamese, he's, he's sort of making these menacing gestures towards the crowd and flexing and trying to intimidate them. The whole thing is sickening and appalling. I, 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 you know, my dad wrote a book about the Rodney King case. Lou Cannon wrote this book called Official Negligence. And it's how all the things that went into the, the, the beating of Rodney King, the trials, the riots, and the original CNN tape of that, and that was kind of the first of these where a citizen's just taping a policeman. The, the tape wasn't complete. We didn't see Rodney King charging at the officers. We didn't see how many times he got up. The officers assumed he was on PCP. We didn't see the whole thing. But this tape here, it is hard to imagine anything, a predicate to this that excuses what we saw. And that's, I think, why people are just so angry. Yeah, it, from what I understand, they had tried to put him in the car and he'd resisted for something like a, a few minutes, but he was on the ground. He was handcuffed. He was clearly not resisting arrest at that point. And the cop just refused to take his knee off the guy's neck, even after he pleaded. It was pretty pretty hard to watch, Carl. I think that's why when you see these cases. Um, but, you know, the protests themselves, and th we saw this uh, in Ferguson and other places, you know, we saw looting last night, uh, stores on fire, boarded up. One one protester was shot and killed by a uh, by a shop owner who who said that he would come in and started looting the store. So things have sort of gotten out of hand. I, I don't think that helps the helps the protesters' message at all when when things get violent like that. Well, rioting and arson and looting never is a helpful response. But I'll I'll just say, and, and there are always opportunists there and, and thugs who get involved in the crowd. But I do not blame people. For being angry about this. I, I'm angry about it myself. All right, shifting gears, Carl. Another person who's angry is Donald Trump. He's angry at social media, Twitter in particular, for dude, he's, he's always angry. He's an angry dude. Come on. He 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 is. 
Um, but in this case, he apparently is going to take action. He had said, threatened, and apparently today he's going to sign some an executive order that is going to target, uh, from what the early reports are, uh, political bias at Twitter and Facebook. Um, what do you make of this, Carl? Uh, it's you know this has been a fight that's been brewing for some time. It seems to have reached a boiling point where action is going to be taken either by the president uh, on this executive order, or you've heard uh, stories about you know Josh Hawley in the Senate, Matt Gates in the House, in terms of pushing forward some legislative uh, fixes, they would call them, uh, to this exemption that these social media media companies have. Right, they are uh, not liable right now for content posted by third parties because they they claim that they're platforms. Right, they're they're neutral arbiters. But when they start making editorial decisions, as Twitter has done and Facebook has done to a certain degree, then they become, uh, or some should argue, they become qualified as publishers. In which case, they will not get these exemptions and they will be liable. So there's a big legal battle involved here, Carl. How do you see this shaking out? How should it shake out? How should we manage? Uh, uh, how should these companies, private companies, manage the free speech issue that's at play here? Well, you know, this is an interesting, Tom, because Twitter didn't go out and try to pick this fight. Jack Dorsey, they have this platform, and the president has been tweeting about accusing, basically accusing Joe Scarborough of being a murderer, basically. But that's not the one they fact-checked, just no. for the record. Well, but that's when, that's the one that Mika Brzezinski's called on Twitter to take down. And that's what started this latest thing. So then so then the president is making these tweets with, you know, these dubious claims. But then Twitter fact checks one on vote fraud. Now, vote fraud isn't is a, an issue. The mainstream media and the Democratic Party say it's not an issue. The Republicans say it is an issue. But it's a it's a legitimate source of discourse. And to have Twitter fact check the president on that, it, it seemed like suddenly, OK, they had they had crossed the line. They had they had taken the bait of, of the president, and so now he's saying, "Oh, well, so okay, you're not so you're not really a platform." As you said, Tom, the, the, these companies have said we can't be sued for libel because there are you know there are remedies. Joe Scarborough could sue the president for libel. He would probably win, but he doesn't want to do that. So it's easier to get Twitter to just censor him. That's the idea there. But these companies have said Facebook. Um, various Google platforms, YouTube, Twitter, all of them. We're like the phone company. You can't sue us. We're just a platform. Meanwhile, the, the left is and, and the Democrats are always banging on them. Censor, take down Trump, do this, do that. Get rid of head speech, get rid of all this stuff. Well, that's, the phone company doesn't do that. The phone company does, if you and I are on a hard line, the phone company doesn't break in and say, oh, Tom, you can't say what you just said about Joe Biden. They don't do that. So this now, they have shown they are not the phone company. They're a publishing entity with censors and editors and all. And they've been encouraged in this direction, by the way, by the Democrats. But suddenly now, if somebody wants to sue them and say, OK, Twitter, you you, you defame me. Twitter can't say, oh, we, we, we just we have nothing to do with that because they obviously are regulating content. This is the problem for them. I feel for these companies. I don't think there's an easy out for them. They're really getting it from both directions. And they are going to get sued to the high heavens by everybody. If you imagine all the defaming and, and libel that goes on on Twitter with the mobs these days, you think about the you know the Covington kids. I mean, that's how that story spread. Um, they right. will be facing lawsuits galore. Well, if this rule is changed, it's called I think Rule right. Two Thirty. You know, the, the executive order we haven't seen it yet, but essentially it's going to direct the FCC to change that rule or to or to you know 
examine the rule or investigate the rule. But it would actually probably take an act of Congress to do this. I don't think the president can do this on his own. Uh, it would obviously be challenged in courts, but it's open the it's open the gates. And should you know should there be a conservative Twitter and a liberal Twitter? You know you'd hope not because we have enough balkanization. But that's where this is going if we don't. We are already watching two movies, Mr. Cannon. All right, that'll do it for us. For Carl Cannon, I'm Tom Bevin, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, and this has been the RCP Takeaway for Thursday, May 28th.